Hello, and welcome once again to the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. I am your host, Terrence M. Stanton. This is episode number 18, and I'm recording it on the evening of Monday, October 18th, 2021. Today is the 12th day in petition, the glorious mysteries of our 54-day Rosary Novena, and I will once again read the intention. The consecration of Russia to the Immaculate Heart of Mary by the Pope and all the Catholic bishops of the world, in the manner requested by Our Lady of Fatima, which will end these chastisements, prevent greater chastisements, and result in the conversion of Russia to the Catholic faith and a period of world peace. I unite this rosary with all the rosaries offered for the same intention. I also want to offer some words of wisdom from a very holy lady that I know who said this to me only a few minutes ago. She said that Mary sees her children and to hope in the Lord. Very sagacious words on her part. I've heard another writer say once, the Blessed Mother doesn't lose us in a crowd. She knows who we are. There are billions of people in the world, but she knows her children intimately. She loves us. She is the most loving of mothers. She's the perfect mother. She's the mother of God. And also, we must hope in the Lord. Pray, hope, and don't worry, like St. Padre Pio said. Times are difficult. There's a lot of bizarre stuff going on in the world. It's that diabolical disorientation that Sister Lucy spoke about. But Our Lady of Fatima overcomes that. The victory comes through the Blessed Virgin Mary. Let us all hope in the Lord. Today we're going to discuss whether or not the consecration to Russia, or of Russia I should say, actually happened in the manner that the Blessed Virgin Mary asked, um, specifically on June 13, 1929, when the formal request was made. And I'm going to be sharing with you another article from the Fatima Crusader, the summer issue, 127. Should we expect another consecration of Russia? By Eric Birmingham. I'll begin. After the fall of the Berlin Wall and the collapse of the USSR in 1989, many Fatima devotees assumed that the March 25, 1984 consecration of the world to the Immaculate Heart of Mary by John Paul II finally had its effect. They claimed the end of the Cold War was essentially the promised period of peace, and the subsequent growth of the Russian Orthodox Church was the conversion of Russia. This was interpreted as the triumph of the Immaculate Heart of Mary in the world, although its effects on the individual could vary. Further, the shooting of John Paul II in St. Peter's Square on May 13, 1981, was the fulfillment of the Third Secret. That seemed to be the party line of the Vatican from Cardinal Angelo Sodano on May 13, 2000. The 1952 Claim There are even some people who argue that the July 7, 1952 consecration of the Russian people to the Immaculate Heart of Mary by Pius XII led to the promised period of peace and conversion of Russia. 
In the following years, there was a relaxation of the harsh measures used against the Russian Orthodox Church and a detente between the world's superpowers. The Korean War, which many thought would escalate into a Third World War, came to an end shortly thereafter, and Stalin's unforeseen death dissolved his initiative, already underway, to mobilize Russia for an offensive against Western Europe. However, Father Nicholas Gruner certainly did not subscribe to the theory that the consecration had been completed in 1952 or in 1984. So have we already had the period of peace promised at Fatima and the conversion of Russia, and are we living in the triumphant reign of the Immaculate Heart? Can any pious Catholic devoted to Our Lady really believe that her influence and God's power is so limited as to have only achieved what we have witnessed in our world since 1952 or 1984? Or should we still expect the proper consecration of Russia by name, by the Pope, and all of the Catholic bishops on a particular day, as Sister Lucia said that Our Lady requested? It has not been done. The message of Our Lady of Fatima, given to the children on July 13, 1917, includes these lines, In the end, my Immaculate Heart will triumph. The Holy Father will consecrate Russia to me, and she shall be converted, and a period of peace will be granted to the world. The entire message of Fatima is intimately tied up in those words. As late as May 13, 2010, Benedict XVI stated, He deceives himself who thinks the prophetic mission of Fatima is concluded. May the seven years which separate us from the centenary of the apparitions hasten the fulfillment of the prophecy of the triumph of the Immaculate Heart of Mary to the glory of the Most Holy Trinity. It would appear that at least he did not think the Immaculate Heart had yet triumphed in 2010. So what would the triumph of the Immaculate Heart of Mary look like? And how would we be able to know that it had been accomplished? One would certainly think that there would be worldwide devotion to the Immaculate Heart of Mary, that we would not be living under the threat of armed conflicts all over the globe and even nuclear war, and that the Catholic Church would be strong and healthy. One would think Christ's social and universal kingship would be publicly acknowledged by nations, as Our Lady's reign is inseparable from her sons. Yet is there any nation on earth today that recognizes and submits to Christ's kingship? The Testimony of Sister Lucia dos Santos At the very least, you would think that, prior to her death, Sister Lucia would have been in the best position to answer those questions. Before she was formally silenced by the Vatican in 1958, she gave several interviews in the 1940s and 50s, which clearly reveal what she thought. These testimonies are extremely important because it is credibly argued that purported interviews and documents subsequent to her silencing were falsely attributed to Sister Lucia. William Thomas Walsh spoke with Sister Lucia in 1946 about Our Lady's request that Russia be consecrated by the Pope together with the bishops to her Immaculate Heart. Sister Lucia told Professor Walsh, What Our Lady wants is that the Pope and all the bishops in the world shall consecrate Russia to her Immaculate Heart on one special day. If this is done, she will convert Russia and there will be peace. If it is not done, the errors of Russia will spread through every country in the world. Walsh asked if that meant every country, without exception, would be overcome by communism, including the USA. Sister Lucia answered in the affirmative. 
So the triumph of communism would be universal unless Our Lady's requests were fulfilled. I'm just going to pause for a minute and expand on that a little bit. If someone doesn't think that's the case right now, take a look at what's going on in Australia. Take a look at what's going on in New Zealand or in France or in England or in Italy or in many states in the United States of America, especially those who have a Democrat for a governor. The stuff that's going on is completely and utterly insane. Would have been unthinkable even a couple years ago. We are seeing global communism, my friends, all over the planet. What the Blessed Mother said would happen is coming to fruition. And it is because the consecration of Russia has not taken place as she requested. The Pope and all the bishops of the world consecrating specifically Russia to her Immaculate Heart on one specific day. But we don't want to be too harsh on the popes here, especially if we haven't done our part. We have to pray the rosary every single day. We have to lead good, virtuous lives. If we fall into mortal sin, we have to get to confession as soon as possible. And we absolutely have to avail ourselves of wearing the brown scapular and making the five first Saturdays devotion. I'm going to read about the Blessed Mother's great promise at Fatima. Maybe I should read this every episode because I want to get as many people as possible to make this Five First Saturdays devotion. The Five First Saturdays are intended to honor and to make reparation to the Immaculate Heart of Mary for all the blasphemies and ingratitude of people. This devotion and the wonderful promises connected with it were revealed by the Blessed Virgin at Fatima, a small village in Portugal. Our Lady appeared to three children there in 1917, and one of the little girls, Lucy, tells us that she said, I promise to help at the hour of death with the graces needed for salvation, Whoever on the first Saturday of five consecutive months shall, number one, confess and receive communion, two, recite five decades of the rosary, three, and keep me company for 15 minutes while meditating on the 15 mysteries of the rosary with the intention of making reparation to me. We can't control the fact that all of the popes since 1929 did not make the consecration specifically to Russia and command all the bishops of the world to do the same. They had their reasons, whatever they were, misinformed, uninformed, misguided. That's known now between them and God. Let's pray for Pope Francis. Let's have the mentality of the wonderful Bishop Athanasius Schneider, who said that he prays as hard for Pope Francis or harder than for any person he's ever prayed in his life. Let's pray for Pope Francis. Let's fast for him. Let's make sacrifices for him. And let's do our part by making the five first Saturdays devotion, praying that rosary every day, wearing the brown scapular, living virtuous lives. Please tell people, tell everyone you know about the Our Lady of Fatima podcast and if you don't like this podcast, 
that's fine too. Just tell them about the Fatima message. Tell them about Our Lady of Fatima, how much the Blessed Mother loves us, how much St. Joseph loves us, how much our Lord Jesus Christ loves us. And let's get the word out about this consecration. Let's build up the body of Christ. Let's do our part and get this consecration done so we can have a beautiful Marian era of peace. To continue with Mr. Birmingham's article, the next section says a world of error. With the lockdowns, extreme mandates, increasing government tyranny, and U.S. elections of 2020, it appears that the errors of Russia have indeed spread through every country. Furthermore, the world has not had any period of peace since Our Lady of Fatima appeared. These undeniable truths indicate that what Our Lady wanted has not been done. To think that Russia had been converted in the 1950s or even the 1990s only to have communism take over every other country in the world in the 2020s would be a strange way to have the message of Fatima fulfilled. Moreover, to this day, the Russian Orthodox remain schismatic, refusing to accept the infallible Catholic doctrine of the papacy or the Pope's authority. Yet the Pope plays a central role in the message of Fatima, more so than in any other Marian revelation. It is the Pope who must lead the consecration. The bishops must be united to him, and the Pope is a central figure in the vision of the third secret. The first and oldest error of Russia is rejecting the papacy, which the Russian Orthodox did in 1054 AD, and again at the Council of Florence, 1440 AD, when even the Eastern Orthodox accepted papal supremacy. When Our Lady speaks of Russia's errors, it must necessarily include this error. When Our Lady speaks of Russia converting, she can only mean Russia will accept the entire Catholic faith and be united to the one holy Catholic, apostolic, and Roman Church. Anything less is not a real conversion. To imply that Our Lady is limited to granting a modernist version of conversion is, quite frankly, offensive. Obey your mother. Father Thomas McGlynn, OP, conducted several interviews with Sister Lucia in 1947 in connection with his work of sculpting a statue of Our Lady of Fatima as she appeared on June 13, 1917. They are recorded in the book Vision of Fatima, Sophia Institute Press, 2017. It was exactly 12 years after that apparition, on June 13, 1929, that Our Lady came, together with a theophany of the Trinity, to ask that the consecration be done. As Sister Lucia recounted, Our Lady said, The moment has come in which God asks of the Holy Father to make and to order that in union with him and at the same time, all the bishops of the world make the consecration of Russia to my Immaculate Heart, promising to convert it because of this day of prayer and worldwide reparation. Note that the requested reparation was to be worldwide, not just confined to a particular place. This was another indication that the message of Fatima has universal implications. When Father McGlynn asked Sister Lucia about the consecration of Russia, she was emphatic in saying that Our Lady did not ask for the consecration of the world, but of Russia. Father McGlynn knew that Pope Pius XII had consecrated the world to the Immaculate Heart of Mary on October 31, 1942, and asked Sister Lucia if Our Lady's request had been complied with. 
She said, As Our Lady made it, no. Whether Our Lady accepted the consecration made in 1942 as fulfilling her wish, I don't know. But heaven could not permit such doubt about so crucial a question to persist for long. Therefore, in May of 1952, Our Lady herself appeared yet again to Sister Lucia to repeat and clarify her Fatima request. Make it known to the Holy Father that I still await the consecration of Russia to my Immaculate Heart. Without this consecration, Russia cannot be converted, nor can the world have peace. Despite the light of this special revelation, vast numbers of Catholic leaders and faithful alike have allowed themselves to be persuaded that John Paul II's 1984 consecration of the world, explicitly described as a mere renewal of Pius XII's 1942 consecration, satisfied Our Lady of Fatima's request for the consecration of Russia. Truly, we have been enveloped by a diabolical disorientation. Sister Lucia also insisted that if the consecration of Russia had been made according to the promise of Our Lady, World War II would have been prevented. When asked about the details of the consecration, she said in 1929, Our Lady commanded that the Holy Father consecrate Russia to her Immaculate Heart, and that he command all the bishops to do it also, in union with him, at the same time. Although Pius XII did consecrate the Russian people, to the Immaculate Heart of Mary on July 7, 1952, by means of an apostolic letter, he did not do it in a public ceremony with all the bishops as directed by Our Lady. Pray the Rosary Our Lady told the children of Fatima on July 13, 1917, God wishes to establish in the world devotion to my Immaculate Heart. Note that it was not just in the Catholic Church where the devotion was intended, but in the whole world. This was confirmed in part when Father McGlynn asked Sister Lucia if every Catholic was supposed to pray the rosary. Sister Lucia replied that when Our Lady said, pray the rosary always, it was addressed to everyone in general. Further confirmation of the universal aspect of the Fatima message was given when Sister Lucia was asked about Our Lady's request that men not offend Our Lord anymore. Father McGlynn asked, did Our Lady address this to you three children or to the whole world? Sister Lucia replied, I believe it was for the whole world. Not only has the world not taken up the practice of praying the rosary, even the Eastern Orthodox do not have that practice. Further, the Orthodox do not recognize that Mary was immaculately conceived without sin. It is inexplicable how someone could think that having Russia convert back to its Orthodox practices would fulfill Our Lady's request for everyone to pray the rosary always, and our Lord's request to establish devotion to the Immaculate Heart of Mary in the world, when the Orthodox do not even pray the rosary or believe in the Immaculate Conception. The Immaculate Heart will save the world. Finally, at Fatima, Our Lady asked for both the consecration of Russia and the communion of reparations on the first Saturdays, as the means by which her Immaculate Heart would triumph and the world would be granted a period of peace. Clearly, the communion of reparation on the first Saturdays is not a widespread devotion. Very few people, even among faithful Catholics, practice this devotion. Very few parishes promote this practice, and even take the necessary steps to make it available. We must all fervently and diligently promote the daily prayer of the rosary and the practice of the first Saturdays to spread devotion to the Immaculate Heart 
and thereby merit the graces necessary for the proper and long-awaited consecration of Russia. In 1957, Father Augustin Fuentes interviewed Sister Lucia, and she had this to say, Father, the Blessed Virgin is very sad, because no one heeds her message, neither the good nor the bad. Believe me, Father, God is going to punish the world, and very soon. The chastisement of heaven is imminent. Many nations will disappear from the face of the earth, and Russia will be the instrument of chastisement unless all of us, by prayer and sacrifice, obtain the conversion of that poor nation. The universal application of the message of Fatima is expressed again. Obviously, Sister Lucia did not think that Russia had already converted or that there was worldwide devotion to the Immaculate Heart in 1957. The situation in the world has certainly not improved since then. The decade of the 1960s is usually described as being heavily influenced by sex, drugs, and rock and roll music. Vatican II was held during that time, and we are still reeling from its influence today. The Vietnam War fought during that decade was an embarrassing failure of the United States to keep the communists out of Vietnam, which is still communist today. Wars have continued to be fought all over the globe, and the world at large has yet to experience any semblance of peace. In 1973, abortion was legalized in the United States. The failure of many U.S. bishops and Catholic politicians has led to the intentional killing of millions of children, and abortion is the leading cause of death in the world by a wide margin, responsible for more than 40% of deaths today. Our Lady appeared to Sister Agnes Sasagawa of Akita, Japan, in that same year with a dire warning. Cardinal Ratzinger, the future Pope Benedict XVI, was convinced that Akita was an extension of Fatima. The message given on October 13, 1973, the 56th anniversary of the miracle of the sun at Fatima was this. My dear daughter, listen well to what I have to say to you. As I told you, if men do not repent and better themselves, the Father will inflict a terrible punishment on all humanity. It will be a punishment greater than the deluge, such as one will never have seen before. Fire will fall from the sky and will wipe out a great part of humanity. The good as well as the bad, sparing neither priests nor faithful. The survivors will find themselves so desolate that they will envy the dead. The work of the devil will infiltrate even into the church in such a way that one will see cardinals opposing cardinals and bishops against other bishops. The priests who venerate me will be scorned and opposed by their confreres. Churches and altars sacked. The church will be full of those who accept compromises and the demon will press many priests and consecrated souls to leave the service of the Lord. The demon will be especially implacable against souls consecrated to God. The universal application of this message is unmistakable. A terrible punishment on all humanity, greater than the deluge. This is very similar to the universal application of the message of Fatima. And this universality clearly demonstrates that the limited and provincial blessings which followed from the 1952 and 1984 consecrations are mere shadows of the divinely promised effects of the proper consecration of Russia. It is God's wish to establish devotion in the Immaculate Heart of Mary in the world, excuse me, to the Immaculate Heart of Mary in the world, and not just in the church. This is surely to get the world to realize Our Lady's universal spiritual motherhood, derived from the fact 
that she is the mother of God. Rightly, too, is she honored as co-redemptrix and mediatrix of all grace. God's wish is that the entire world recognize that it has salvation in Jesus through Mary by having the Pope and all the Catholic bishops in the world consecrate Russia to her Immaculate Heart on one special day. The world needs to wake up to the fact that it does not want to face a terrible punishment. And as we close this evening, I would like to offer up this Hail Mary to honor Our Lady of Fatima and also for the repose of the soul of two tireless defenders of the message of Fatima, Father Nicholas Gruner and Mr. John Venari. Let us pray for the repose of their soul and let us too be tireless as Father Gruner and Mr. Venari were in promoting the full message of Our Lady of Fatima. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostrae. Amen. Virgo potens, ora pro nobis, Sancti Osef, terra daemonem, ora pro nobis. In nomine Patris, et Filii, et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. You have been listening to episode 18 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast, and I am your host, Terence M. Stanton. Goodbye, and God love you.